top of the morning listeners happy tuesday welcome back to the under the scope podcast where we discuss music i'm your host will brost calling in as always my good friend patrick anderson how are you let's get this shit let's get let's get this shit let's get this shit and we really do need to get this shit this time today because let's just (laughs) let's just get this out of the gate um we're gonna go behind the curtain of the uh, under the scope podcast a little inside Mm -hmm. baseball for you guys um so we haven't had a podcast episode in a couple months as it was we've been busy with various you know life events um we just had a really busy summer and uh, Mm -hmm. we're excited to talk about the latest records from Kanye West and Drake I mean what a what a fantastic combination to come back to after a couple month hiatus from the podcast just brilliant we we actually started talking about these records in an attempt to record this episode last week but 20 minutes through or so uh my internet gave out um the internet provider sent a message like a mass text message to everyone saying there was an outage so it wasn't just like on my end uh and we lost that footage Uh, we lost that recording so the first 20 minutes or so of this uh podcast you know we've to be honest, I don't remember entirely what all you've said anyway, um, but, yeah. but you know, just kind of a disclaimer for everyone. Uh, we got a little bit into our Donda discussion when that happened, but um, yeah, other than that, classic Under the Scope podcast where neither of us really knows the opinion of the other person. Um, actually, my, That's ro- true. my roommate uh, Stan joked uh, brilliantly earlier this morning that this podcast has gotten delayed more than Donda itself has. Um, and he's not wrong. <laughs> That's kind of true, yeah. Yeah, and, and so with that, um, you just want to go into, before we talk about either Donda or Certified Lover Boy, you just, you just want to get into this circus that surrounded the album rollouts, the beef, uh, yeah. anything you want to talk about that's not the music itself. Yeah. Yeah, We well, we, we kind of touched on it mm-hmm. last time too, but... Yeah, I still feel the same way looking looking back on it, um, where it's just <laughs> honestly, it's kind of like after this hiccup that we that we had, um, I was able to kind of like think about what I actually did say, and I'm like, it's even like more annoying in some ways <laughs> than, than what I was like saying when we first recorded it. It's just like it's so it's so dumb like watching artists of this uh level of like fame and just influence do this kind of half-ass um beefing with each other and like the the delaying for the sake of delaying like there's no Mm -hmm. real amount of clout uh or you know what i mean like there's no substance behind the clout chasing in these delays or anything like that it's just this like stupid like oh mystery why is it like being delayed it's because they're perfectionists and you know it has nothing to do with the actual album itself and i'm just i i i'm i'm totally like over the the whole album rollout cycle yeah it's just ridiculous i'm glad you followed it because i i don't want to say i tried not to but i didn't go out of my way to follow this i have a bit of Kanye West pre-rollout fatigue. You know, this isn't his first rodeo uh, when it comes to this. And uh, on the Drake pettiness beef side, 
you know, I thought story of Adidon push a T, I thought that was it. You know, I thought that was like, okay, Drake's going to stay out of the beef uh, world after that. I was wrong. And, um, you know, as far as the album yeah. rollout, from what I understood, I didn't miss much. And as far as the beef component of this goes, I don't think I missed much from a a a traditional hip hop fan perspective of wanting to hear you know really awesome diss tracks and you know some real clever uh, uh, you know like punchlines and insults on a record. I didn't really get that. I, I got some subliminals here and there, <laughs> classic, especially coming yeah. from Drake. But um, yeah, just as a as a hip hop fan. Uh, the the beef aspect of this didn't interest me much and both of these artists i'm i'm fatigued with their antics uh, outside of the music uh, for both of them i'm pretty much I, I think confidently going forward i can say i'm pretty much only interested in the records they put out and i would be fine yeah. if i never had to hear a tabloid about either of them again yeah yeah and for drake i've i've felt that way for quite a while mm. anyway mm -hmm. so for that i'm like that's not that big of a deal to me like I, I do still want to like hear any music that he puts out because there's always some something to meme about with it and that's <laughs> always fun but for kanye it's like i mean we've seen this coming where mm -hmm. it's been it's been a few years coming now where we've been like all right well kanye's antics have just gotten bananas over the past few years and it's not fun to follow anymore but it just sucks that it's still the case it's still not fun to actually be a kanye west fan in 2021 you know like uh, so i'm just <laughs> i'm just annoyed by both of them and extra disappointed by kanye i guess yeah. every time he does something like this it's like makes me just extra mad i guess for sure, and I think some of this too is. It, it, I was going to get into this uh, during the certified lover boy portion, especially, but Drake's discography post "If you're reading this, it's too late." Not amazing, and uh, uh -uh. Kanye West's recent discography, I would say, after the life of Pablo, it, we can you know we can disagree on Ye, for example, uh, but Kidsy Ghost we both thought was awesome. Other than that, Kanye West hasn't had the the greatest moments. You know, this isn't the the peak of Kanye's career artistically either. Um, no. So I think if either artist was at their creative peak, I would be more interested in these rollouts. Um, but yeah. as is, it, it's kind of there's so much good music out there. I think this has been a fantastic year of music so far, and so I just oh yeah. You know, we have limited time, kind of the classic, like, in this age, entertainment is everywhere. Everybody's competing for my attention. And, uh, you know, the Kanye West Drake, the Drake pettiness and the Kanye West album delays, it just doesn't move the needle for me anymore. Um, it, it really sucks, too, because it's like, um, I, I'm not, like, trying to write off their careers, mm -hmm. like, because both of them could have very long careers still after this. Mm. Um, I mean, Nas is still putting out projects that are, you know, it just like it just shows that like 
you know, you, you can put out projects for as long as you want, and you will have a following if you were if you reach this level. But um, yeah, it just kind of sucks. It's like it, it's these two guys had so much. I mean, especially Kanye <clears throat> has so much like influence in the hip hop genre and so much crossover appeal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think that you could compare very many hip-hop artists in the level of crossover influence um, to Kanye and Drake. And to kind of see, like, I, who knows, you know, in the future, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they'll both come back and start uh, killing it again mm-hmm. in some way or whatever or another. Mm-hmm. But uh, honestly, it kind of seems like this slow petering out of... Like, you know, this just, I, I don't know what it is, creative exhaustion or just, like, not actually, I don't know, just running out of ideas or not being in tune with the times or something like that, being out of touch. It sucks to just watch this peter out the way that it's happening. If you, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. No, for- like this is this is this is what we're getting from late stage Kanye and Drake. Like God, this sucks. Like <laughs> right, yeah, and you know most artists, their creative peak isn't twenty years. You know Kanye West's his first album came out seventeen years ago, and you know right. I, I don't have the expectation of most artists to continue to be at their creative peak seventeen years in. But you know Kanye has always. Anytime I would count Kanye out maybe he, he would kind of come back and uh, and surprise me with something like Kids yeah. See Ghost, which, I uh, again, I think is an amazing record. Uh, Drake is a little different because it's, yeah. you know, post... Uh, uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Views, More Life, uh, Scorpion, Dark Lane demo tapes, and then this one we're about to talk about. You know, there isn't a ton there for me to be excited about no. Drake in the future. Um, whereas I thought there were aspects of Donda that would have me, you know, have they, they instill some amount of confidence uh, in me about like Kanye going forward. Um, so, with that, would you like to do you have any more thoughts on this before we get into Donda? Or no, I, I don't want to talk more about the outside antics. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> pretty self-explanatory <laughs> very fair yeah let's let's get into it let's get the shit uh Ka- kanye west uh you know normally i do an introduction kanye west doesn't need an introduction neither does drake for that matter you know who they no. are uh yeah. donda is kanye's 10th studio album uh it currently has a metacritic rating of 53 out of 100 uh does that sound in line with how you felt Sheesh. no i i think it's not that bad okay um i think it's pretty weak Mm. and um very bloated yes um and a little bit like it it definitely needed a lot of trimming like a lot and i'm again really surprised that like with all of this you know quote unquote uh, (laughs) perfectionism Uh that kanye like throws into his you know, mixing, which I think is also an absolute myth that, you know, the the Kanye stands want to just project onto him. I think you're right. Um, I don't think it's helpful for his, the, his whole persona either to, 
anyway, but this this kind of shows, I think, that, like, I think Kanye definitely has a perfectionist, like, he probably leans perfectionist in a lot of ways, but I think this definitely shows that, like, yeah, sometimes his judgment is pretty off <laughs> because, like, there's, I mean, this, this this could have been as long as Ye. Yes. Like, and arguably should have. It would have been better than Ye if it was as long, like, if you chose 30 minutes of the best parts of this. Yeah, like the best 30 to 40 minutes or whatever. I, I agree with you there. This would be better than Ye. This would be pretty solid, I think, yeah. actually, because... Um, instrumentally speaking, like production on this, there's some moments where I'm like, "Whoa, this is really cool," um, I, and I really like the the darkness that he has all the way throughout this, like a very solemn uh, aesthetic to the entire project. But he also manages to really capture like that exuberance of uh, like gospel and worship music. Um, he does a really good job with that. So I, I think that, like, that kind of leaves me with a really, like, yeah, it, it leaves me with a very unique feeling, especially, yeah, I haven't heard very many, I guess that's that's a good thing about this. I haven't heard very many projects like this, um, just in general. But it does, it, everything just kind of runs into each other, mm-hmm. and there's so much just, so much on this that it, it it gets hard to keep track of what's actually good and what's just like more of the same shit <laughs> for, right you know i you know i agree with a lot of what you said the production um i mean jail i guess is the first song that has production yeah. on it and so it's it kind of has this sort of it's like minimal but also confident at the same time a little dark mm-hmm. uh and I, I think that's a great instrumental. And then, you know, as the the songs, as the track list went, uh, I, I continued to like the production. And then by the time we got about 10 songs in, Believe What I Say, which has the Lauryn Hill doo-wop sample, um, mm-hmm. it sounded, in my opinion, it sounded completely different than anything that came before it. And I loved that song, I think in part because everything that came before it kind of, it got a little samey, I think. So while I did like the production, I think it got a little too samey. And as you said, some of it just sort of blends together for me. It doesn't help that there's 27 songs on here or whatever. And that's the biggest sin with this album. Um, Yeah. Not to mention that, like, yeah, four of the last tracks (laughs) are just remixes like it's not that different <laughs> the, i mean the one is uh, jesus lord was already like a nine minute song and all the <laughs> yeah. remix does is add like three minutes of verses from the locks like everything right. else stays the same but uh there was, so it was kind of funny <laughs> when i realized that these remixes really don't change much <laughs> yeah they're not that different at all like, really especially not. uh jail part two yeah like all it is is which uh, you know is is totally also i mean just a, a stunt on his part i guess cuz he's got the two most recently canceled people in music on it i i'm glad you brought this up i can either do this now or when we talk about features you, you let me know let's let, 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 let's hold up okay, cuz yeah. I, I i have more thoughts on that too i don't oh, want to oh. go on a whole digression right now sure that sounds good um but 
Yeah, I yeah, I, I'm I'm not like totally uh, honestly in the camp of like Donda sucks. Like, I mm-hmm. think that this is a pretty interesting attempt <laughs> at an album, but it rarely ever feels like I'm actually listening to an album, and it act- and it mostly just feels like I'm listening to Kanye just kind of like uh, just throwing stuff out into the into the world and like you know and and i think that like that's cool in some ways like it's cool to just kind of see this level of open expression and like him just kind of putting out everything onto one project and but like there's there's no there's nothing about it as a cohesive project itself Mm mm-hmm that makes me want to go back to it and listen to it in full over and over again. Like I'm, I'm exhausted every single time that I listen to it all the way through. I'm like, I've had it by the end of it, it's, especially with, you know, four <laughs> that don't do anything really yeah. to change the, um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally against this project, but like Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> Jesus Lord. Um, <laughs> even if you, if, you, <laughs> if you took these remixes out, this album is still an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, I'm actually sort of glad we got these delays, and I'm glad that we tend to wait a week or so before we do these podcasts anyway, because if you would ask me day of, you know, first day Donda Thoughts, I would have been in the Donda Sucks camp, and I don't. Yeah. I, I don't like it now. I think it's all right, um, but it has grown on me to mm. not a great score. But the the <laughs> more I listen to it, the more I can just appreciate the moments of it that I do like, like Believe What I Say, or uh, honestly, there the second half. There's some pretty decent songs in in here, just kind of sprinkled throughout. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Jesus Lord, the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I think that's a pretty solid track. Yeah, it's uh, the, it's um, it's I think that's the the most focused Kanye sounds from a lyrical perspective on this entire album, and so oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I appreciated that. It was genuine, like conscious Kanye West was back for a track. Yeah. Well, he did a classic thing of like he, you know, he put Jay Electronica on it, so he knew that he had to like yeah. step it up, and he did and because Jay Elec was great. I thought, yeah, yeah, Jay Elec was great on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they it, when I think Kanye, it's always really cool to see him do that. Like when he when he's got like no more parties, the same kind of thing. Yeah. Like when he's got somebody that he knows can outwrap the shit out of him, he really steps it up and like puts some real effort and you can you can see it you can feel it and um in those tracks i i I always appreciate that from him absolutely he's he's and that's kind of what's frustrating as a kanye fan because you know he has this in him and he can just he doesn't care though but that's the thing he doesn't care a lot of the times uh you know sometimes he you know, he know he's he's rapping like that, and sometimes it's and when you text, change the beginning of every word. You will speak to me with only no cap. <laughs> <laughs> a really wordy way to get that point across. It, it, it took a while yeah, that's to get. True too. 
<laughs> it's like he's giving a sermon, and then he ends it with, <laughs> you will speak to me only with no cap. Yeah, you will speak to me with only no cap. Like, it doesn't even sound right as I'm saying it. Yeah, the payoff <laughs> on that is awful. <laughs> but yeah, so, so like, Jesus Lord uh, is an example of a, a, a good moment on this record. Uh, I thought Come to Life was another good moment right at the end, um, mostly because this is the... And I, we haven't even made much to this that the point of this album, or I guess the theme of this album, is that it's both a, a tribute to his faith and a tribute to his mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, his mother who has has passed and has been passed for, for years now. Um, but come to life it's the closest that this album comes to ascending meme and i expected more of that given the content of this record and i wanted more of that given how and this the song fact sounds that there is literally an ascending meme from kanye at the listening <laughs> part <laughs> yes yes i was like because like when the piano kicks in on this song i'm like this is actually genuinely pretty <laughs> and um I wish there was more of that. It, it was buried at the end of the record. And so I was like, wait, where was this the first 20 tracks? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I would have liked more of that. So I guess ultimately, long way of me saying there are moments on here that I like, but it's frustrating that I didn't get more of those moments. And instead, I got a bunch of filler. And as I'm looking at some of these track titles, I couldn't even tell you how they sound, to be honest with you. Yeah. Do you think that there's um, any track on here that is like so good, like 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 just like song of the year candidate or like top ten type of thing? You know, that's a good question. Um, My favorite song at the moment might be Moon uh, with Kid Cudi. Oh yeah. Uh, Kid Cudi was maybe my favorite feature on this record, and it's it's funny because this song barely features Kanye at all. Um, yeah, it's, that's true. it's, like, it's basically a cutty track, <laughs> right? And it, it, again, it, it's it's a beautiful song. I think uh, I love the guitars on it. It's a very calming, soothing song. Uh, it's a it's a lovely song that evokes emotion, but it's not super, you know, kind of surface level praise that he does throughout this record. It, it doesn't come off schmaltzy, I guess, even if it is a little. I I don't know. Um, but to answer your question, it's not like Song of the Year candidate or anything like that. Yeah. So even when this album's good, it's not like unbelievably yeah. great to me. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 how I feel too. Honestly, like mm-hmm. I some of my favorite tracks, like uh, well, like Heaven and Hell, I think is like pretty solid. It's a good one too. Off the Off the Grid, I, I think a lot of people have been really liking, and I think that's really cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I can think of probably like a dozen track hip-hop tracks even that i'm like oh this is better than, than that like <laughs> for sure i would rather go back and look like it's like off the grid is a really fun cool track but like i don't know i, I think it's just I, I don't know what it is i just i have yeah. no desire to just go back and listen to it um just on on its own, you know what I mean. Like I'm not yeah. trying to get into the car and be like, "Hey, you guys, <laughs> this is off the grid." Like, I, I don't know. It's not. It's it doesn't hit me like that. So, it really kind of all the all the positive things I have to say about it are mostly just me trying to be like, 
you know, it's not as bad at this point as I thought that I might be, (laughs) as it might be. But, like, there's also nothing about it that makes me be like, now, hold on, you forgot to talk about how good this song is. Like, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad you brought uh, up uh, Off the Grid because I think that is another one of my favorite songs because Playboy Cardi's great on it. Uh, Fivio Foran is great on it. Kanye, Mm -hmm. I can't remember his entire contributions here but i did like the line where he says i'm not delivering heavenly messages just for the hell of it i'm like you know what not bad by this album standards i'll give him that one okay yeah uh but but like you said um you know like song of the year territory aspect uh mm-hmm. i feel like like yeah like like an example is like yay i was just gonna probably, say that i was just, probably i mean besides jesus is king which i forget about sometimes yeah yeah uh yay like i did not really like that much but that had ghost town Ex- which i that's exactly was right song of the year candidate so. absolutely uh, the, the score for this that that i'm gonna give this is i think it might be exactly the same as what i gave yay but ghost town mm-hmm. is better than anything on this album yeah um and that album doesn't suffer from being way too long which again is the achilles heel um yeah, did you want to get more into like other? Were there other complaints? We've we've been pretty positive to this point. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're probably more positive than me on this album, anyway. Um, one thing yeah. I want. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. As you should. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it. All that's. <laughs> I did kind of want to get more into like the themes of this record. Um, yeah. You know, like. I think I like a lot of the features on this record because many of them do contribute to the faith aspects of this album and to, I mean, not their relationship with Donda West, but like their relationship to their own family or, you know, their own loved ones. And uh, like Fivio Forn, once again, from Off the Grid, he goes into this like long verse that's like super from the heart and that's really effective. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these features just like... You know, Baby Keem, for example, you know, they, they distract from the themes of the album. And so Donda is sort of one foot in, one foot out with the themes of this album, which kind of messes with the cohesion for me. But at the same time, would I rather listen to an album like this or would I rather listen to a two hour hip hop album that is strictly about you know faith and you know so i i don't i don't even know ultimately where i land on it but it did kind of throw me at times given a song like junior uh which is a song about kanye's nice junior watanabe watch i believe right uh it's like exclusively about that until the very end of the song when kanye remembers that this is supposed to be an album about god and he says god's time can't fit on a wrist or something like that so even if the even if the 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 uh, appeal of this album is supposed to be like well as a christian rap album you know it's good for that it's good at being inspirational it's good at maybe you know preaching the word i don't think it does that aspect well if that's the purpose of the record yeah I, so i don't know that's that's my rant on that but that's a great point yeah like cuz yeah, that, that's something that I, I wished I would have gotten more of, too. Like, um, Kanye is obviously, I'm not 
doubting his devotion to uh, his faith at all at right. this point. Right. He sounds super passionate about it. Yeah, it's very clear that this is what he is about right now, and it's like really, it seems to be really helpful for him too. So that's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I'm not getting any conceptual. Uh, like it doesn't need to be super head head uh, heavy concepts on this, but like I'm not getting. Uh, yeah, a cohesive thematic on here about faith and yeah religion, which is something that I would have loved to see out of Kanye because I think he's got a really interesting perspective on um, Christianity in general, honestly, because he really likes to dive deep into that, like um, just the. He, I think he really likes to dive deep into the existential dread of. Mm-hmm. being a person and he uses Christianity and his faith in God to like kind of pull him out of that and I think that that's a really interesting uh, persp- and he's very self-aware of that that's, that could make for some awesome stuff but he rarely touches on it to that extent he just kind of goes very surface level with um, yeah, his faith and it's kind of like alright well I've heard this like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I grew up with this this messaging, <laughs> right? Like I, I you know, I, I I just I don't know. It, it's it's just annoying. I think that that I I agree with you and the lack of direction too. You're you're one hundred percent right on that. It makes me feel like what what's happening here? Like I know that you really feel this stuff. I'd really like to see a little bit more um, commitment to it, like lyrically or even i don't know aesthetically i think it's pretty consistent but yes lyrically especially like what's happening yeah i'm just you know much of this lyrical content can be boiled down to just i love jesus which is Mm -hmm. great it's great if you do but it's not in depth or ultimately all that interesting again especially over the course of two hours you know um yeah, it's like, it, yeah, it, it gets sucked up in its own drama, I think, a lot yeah. of the time. And it's like... That's a good phrase. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, again, like, the spiritual awakening that he's, a reawakening, I guess, that he's had is like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, shit on that or anything. I'm not a religious person, really, mm-hmm. but I, like... I do have a lot of respect for, or I, I guess, uh, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I respect, like, people, like, that really want to, like, really dive into the stuff and, like, treat it, as long as, you know, obviously not hurting other people with your beliefs, but, like, right. really dive into this stuff and, like, get to know it and, like, find a way that it works for them. Like, I think that that's such a cool thing. Religion can be really interesting, especially when you use it in art. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and but yeah, like <laughs> yeah, um, this is this is just it, it's it's getting so wrapped up in the fact that he's had a spiritual reawakening, and that's and he's and it's not interested in like anything other than the fact that he's like, oh, I'm 
look at me. Look at look at how holy I I am now. And right. Like, All right. Well, <laughs> like religion as an aesthetic. Again, not to you know that's just how it can come off on the album sometimes. I'm not doubting yeah. his faith or anything. Again, no. he's clearly quite passionate about it, and the, the passion that he has on this album is, I think, a big uh, uh, a big thumbs up uh, in my opinion. But if I'm comparing this to an artist like Sufjan Stevens, who yeah. often makes religion kind of the focal point of some of his songs and in a way that is consistently creative and beautiful and engaging for the listener. Yeah, and thought-provoking. Yeah, exactly, right. And it's like, right, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like, again, I'm not religious either, but um, it doesn't feel like excluding the non-religious people when I listen to Sufjan. I just, I hear it as like someone telling his own tale of his faith and in a way that I find compelling. Um, But again with Kanye, okay, this album is about his faith. This is the guy that made Jesus Walks, okay? This album is about his mother. You know, this is the guy that made Roses and Hey Mama. It's like he's done these topics much better in the past um, and I again, the Jesus Lord verse is pretty good. I know he has this in him, and that's why it's frustrating for me. That's a really good point too. And then I can we can get off of this whole thing, but sure. like the um, the album is called Donda, mm-hmm. and there's rarely like any instances on here other than you know obviously the Donda chant at the beginning. Yeah, and then which is cool the, by the way. Yeah, which I yeah I think is cool. And then the track where he's, you know, got his mom speaking, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's literally called Donda. Um, there's not really that many instances of, like, him talking about his relationship with his mom or talking about his mom even on this album. It's mostly just... Uh, religious kind of like meandering like all the way yeah. throughout and it's like I, I i don't know like that's I, I it doesn't have to be i guess about his mom but i'm just very confused as to like what role he was trying to have like that play in the album you know what i mean yeah no that's that's absolutely i totally agree with that um there's just so many directions this album wants to go and ultimately mm-hmm. i think that hurts it I kind of want to go on to some other messaging I wasn't super thrilled about, and this is where I think I'd like to have the Jail Part 2 conversation. Um, This was... I hated this. Um, I actually was... I genuinely was like, this is bullshit. I can't believe like this was still on the record. And we can throw the Chris Brown feature on an entirely separate song. We can kind of include this in this. Um, Yeah. But the the chorus of jail part two, uh-huh. uh, again, is the chorus of jail because it's you know it's the same fucking song basically. <laughs> but uh, you know the chorus, the the whole point of the song. Okay, it's guess who's going to jail tonight? Well, God will post my bail tonight, right? It's sort of this classic uh-huh. like only God can judge me. You know, kind of. It's, right. it's a common saying, but a saying that I think people use to kind of give themselves a pass for bad actions, and. On this remix, the person who's singing, guess who's going to jail tonight, God will post my bail tonight, is Marilyn Manson, currently facing multiple sexual assault allegations. 
And this remix adds a verse from DaBaby, uh, who was recently at the risk of making this yet another cancel ultra episode. Yeah. Uh, you know, recently had his rolling loud comments uh, that were homophobic. You guys can look those up if you'd like. Uh, it was it was quite a lot. I thought about writing it down, but it, he kind of went in and his apo- he his apology sort of doubled down on this. Like, oh well. You know, my gay fans aren't the nasty gay fans or whatever. Yeah, yeah that was really bad. Um, but the baby line that stuck out to me in his verse, uh, I said one thing they ain't like, threw me out like they ain't care for me, threw me out like I'm garbage, huh? And that food that y'all took off my table, you know that feed my daughters, huh? And it's this sort of like victimizing, like yeah. victim complex, you know, like making me feel bad because I opposed comments that he made and didn't have to. You know, and so yeah, this song just rubbed me the wrong way entirely. I it's one of my least favorite Kanye songs ever, solely because of that. And again, it doesn't help that like <laughs> he just took the song "Jail" and just everything he added to it. I thought was abysmal. So <laughs> even yeah. from that perspective, it's a bad song. But anyway, Productions, production wise, like adding the Marilyn Manson. Um, vocals into this yeah kind of sucked yeah it didn't work out yeah it's not it's not like they killed it either of them you know so yeah i yeah purely from a musical standpoint he totally could have used marilyn manson like better on this because Mm -hmm. like he he his he's drowned out in the rest of the chorus and like when his voice does cut through it just it sounds pretty bad honestly and it's also really weird to hear Marilyn Manson talking about God's going to post my jail tonight (laughs) or my bail tonight. You know, in, even in his, in his past stuff, he's been so openly, you know, anti Christian, anti God, very edgy atheistic kid type of stuff. And then he's like, (laughs) it's actually a really good point. (laughs) I just thought that that was kind of funny. Like, you know, besides all the other shit, I'm like, what is Marilyn Manson doing talking about (laughs) God's gonna take care of him. Yeah, I got like, interviewed on Fox News during Satanic Panic times. You know. Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's a good. Is Marilyn Manson now gonna be on Tucker Carlson? <laughs> time is a flat circle. I love it. <laughs> Incredible. What a timeline. Yeah, I. Yeah, no, I. I totally agree with you though. This was just. It, it was such a clear, just like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. Type of like thing just inviting these and it's like it it felt kind of this um like this thing from kanye of being like um we should forgive everybody no Mm -hmm. only yeah the the only god can judge us type of thing but he's like putting himself at the center of it and like yeah basically playing you know confessional i guess for these for the baby and marilyn manson to be like um you know, I don't know. You guys might throw them out, but I'm not going to abandon my, my, you know, I'm not going to abandon yeah. these people just because of the, the, it's like, God, get over yourself. Like, right. You know, right. It, it was a clear, just like ego trip from Kanye. And then just to have them on here was like, musically speaking, just sucked. I mean, <laughs> it does suck to say, but the baby's verse is better than Jay Z's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, you know what? That's a great <laughs> like the content in it 
it sucks. I'm really like it, I'm I'm pissed about the fucking yeah. like oh you know you know you're taking the food that feeds my daughters like that shit. Right. But like <laughs> I'll probably still take this verse over JT's because like holy moly, <laughs> made in the image of God. That's a selfie, and then yeah. pauses just. <laughs> let that sink in yeah yeah. oh my gosh it's just well and you know kind of last thing on you know this whole aspect uh it's okay i don't know if this album is for religious people and it's like a a service for them or if this is an album uh as he says on freaking late registration to turn atheists into believers or um on college dropout my bad um, so I don't know who this album is for, but yeah. if it's for, if it's attempting to convert people to kind of like a more religious aspect of life, um, that track's inclusion, I think undermines his entire message. Like, that's a great point. Like yeah. if, when I listen to that song, it's like, okay, well how much of this, the rest of this should I be taking seriously? Or it's, you know, you have this genuinely like good messages throughout some of these songs and then you just you kind of end the album with that and i'm like well wait a minute i don't know about that and so it it, you know i'm feeling conflicted on that again me trying to figure out the purpose of this album which to as far as i know doesn't have any you know and i maybe i'm just overthinking everything but alas yeah no i i I think that you i think that you nailed it with that because it just it really shows where Kanye's priorities are at the end of the day. And that's just him. Like they're, they're, they're focused entirely on him. And even this, the inclusion of this was him just trying to put himself at the center of controversy again. Yep. And it's like, you know, with both of these, with both of those guys, it's like, just he couldn't have chosen like a worse pairing i guess he really couldn't have it's really for it and you know it it was such an intentional such an intentional thing of him putting himself in the middle of it to be like oh what do you think of this and i'm just like fuck you man like this this sucks yeah no for sure it totally agreed uh any other quick thoughts you wanted to get out there before we transitioned over to drake um and final thoughts, oh, I guess. Feature, for, feature yeah. wise, yeah. Uh, I just want to say, yeah, Playboy Cardi is the MVP yeah. of this of this album. MVP, love it. Nice. Okay, very nice. Yeah, he's on here twice, so that that does help. Well, technically, uh, I think right, like three times, right? Isn't he on the? Oh no! Well, is I, he on I, Jail I, Part are Three? Are we counting the Junior Part Two as? A, <laughs> oh, we are. Song. You know what? Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> So yeah, I guess he's on here three times. Unbelievable, but <laughs> but yeah, he was he was he was great on this. I thought um, there's a few other pretty cool features, but I think that he he's actually the standout player. I think for this, yeah, he's the, the standout playboy, if you will. Um, oh no, no, I agree. He's great, and uh, you know, I said this on the the last attempt at recording this, but I'm glad we're both. You know, slowly but surely, we're becoming Playboy Cardi, you know, super fans. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's growing on both of us, and, uh, you know, we look forward to what he does next. Because you and I both thought a whole lot of Red got underrated. And it got a lot of trash, I think, for no reason. Um, yeah. So. It, just, it felt also like just all of a sudden, 
a lot of critics because a lot a lot of critics have been like very uh heavy on the praise with playboy Cardi. i feel like with dialette especially yeah. uh-huh and then all of a sudden it was like oh just kidding we don't really like him anymore i'm like right well this honestly i like whole lot of red more i think it does a better job at what he was trying to accomplish on dialet yeah so, i i prefer dialet sure that anyway that's that's a whole yeah discussion the whole lot of red was mad interesting it was certainly more interesting than dialet that's for sure mm-hmm. um yeah i had a couple quick features notes too Keep My Spirit Alive has West Side Gun and Kanye, uh, Conway, Kanye, Kanye the Machine. <laughs> Kanye the Machine. <laughs> Conway the Machine and West Side Gun. Oh, my God. Kanye the Machine and West Side oh Gun. Oh, my God. Is, do you think, <sighs> what if that's literally the, and maybe that's the reason oh. that Benny is not Benny is not on the album. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, holy shit. Wow, that, that's that was a, a mind-blowing moment. <laughs> you know, maybe so. Maybe we're the Kanye stand now. That's like looking into everything. Um, <laughs> the point is that I was really excited to hear their voices, and then I'm like, man, these, you know, they were underutilized or just bad verses or, or whatever. But, you know, that song had a lot more potential, I think, given the features. And then the other feature, the song Tell the Vision is strictly pop smoke. This is like a posthumous pop smoke contribution. There's no Kanye on here. Um, And this isn't even me. Like I don't listen to much pop smoke. I don't really know much about pop smoke, to be honest with you. Um, This was terrible. Just not again, not even from pop smoke, but like the original version of this was super unfinished and just mixed terribly. I think he may have updated it actually, because I heard it again. I'm like, okay, this actually sounds better and then given that this album removed all the cursing um it yeah. this song doesn't flow well at all because his his yeah. original verse has a ton of cursing so you're just like <laughs> what the hell is going on so i don't know i thought kanye did a bad job of uh you know kind of honoring the legacy of pop smoke there so i don't know i thought i just thought yeah. it was a weird moment <laughs> that's a that, that's a great point yeah it did not it it doesn't it doesn't belong. You can just tell it just doesn't belong anywhere. Yeah, it really doesn't. Again, yeah, where's this album? The whole going? like no cursing thing was that was just a, an annoying thing all the way throughout. Yeah. So, well, because he didn't even do anything interesting, like how you know how how people do sometimes like some cool production technique whenever they want to clear out the. Uh, yeah. swear words for like clean versions and stuff Kanye has done that in the past lots of times mm-hmm. but this time it's just like no we're just gonna <laughs> dead air <laughs> just <laughs> like, pure dead air yeah not even a beep or anything it, Mike no, Seatown had a great point which is that if you know you want your album to do this why are you having all these features send in verses with like mad expletives in them yeah <laughs> like just tell them like hey try to keep it clean like yeah hey hey i'm gonna take out all the curse words just fyi you know that would (laughs) that would not only be better for them to write verses but it would make your product sound better so i don't know uh anyway we do we do got to move on to drake uh you know kind of quick final thoughts (laughs) i don't want to to. (laughs) well we can either stay on kanye or move to drake it's really just a a trolley problem but it's let's just talk for 30 more minutes on kanye and then quickly give out a drake score (laughs) (laughs) um yeah you know this album it's the biggest sin of this album is that it's bloated but i also didn't care much for you know kind of the some of the content and also like how the content was 
prioritized or delivered. It wasn't super focused. It wasn't finished despite the delays. But there are some pretty good moments on here. There are some creative moments. There are some little flourishes here and there I liked, like the song uh, uh, Hurricane, where it's like the don't let me drown, like specifically that line delivery I thought was great with the choir. Um, so there's still a little bit here and there that like makes me think, oh, you know, Kanye can come out with like an eight-song album and it's great. But this is not an eight-song album. This is, I think, 27 songs, and it's way longer than it needed to be. Um, so I, I dislike it. I, I don't trash it. Uh, I, I don't hate it, I guess. Uh, I used to think it was trash, but now I think mm -hmm. it's just kind of eh. So I'm giving it a 4 out of 10. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hater. Yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. <laughs> Hi, hater. <laughs> Hi, with a bunch of eyes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I, yeah, this album is a tough one. It's just like, it, it, I, I really appreciate, honestly, a lot of aspects about what this is going for. I think the ambition behind this album is kind of admirable. And I think the general, like, production that's used the very like uh minimal uh, sort yeah it is kind of minimalistic there's definitely like a lack of rhythm uh in a lot of ways to this album there's not a lot of drums there's not a lot of like heavy hip-hop rhythmic moments on it um it's very reliant on like other instrumentation like keyboards and synths and like really just kind of dark sounding aesthetics and then like obviously the Sunday service choir helps out a lot too so mm -hmm. I thought that that was kind of interesting on here it, it does give it a very free flowing type of um, feel but it's just way too long. It's just like it's the same stuff that you said. It's not flushed out enough. It's not finished. It's clearly not finished too. That's the other thing. Right. Um, it's it's just it's an annoying project. It's like I I get that you are excited about something, but like just chill out for a second <laughs> and give it like a, a just a little bit more thought. It's just so irritating to like listen to this project all the way through. And then come out on the other side and be like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it's just classic Kanye. It just feels like I'm listening to, you know, a very pseudo intellectual take on something that's pretty conceptually interesting. And you're just like, dude, like you, I know that you can do this. Just go and do it well. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, but not terrible but not very good. Nothing really memorable on here other than like off the grid and come to life is pretty cool. Um, Heaven and hell I still think is pretty cool too, but yeah, it, it's just, it's just a mess. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, not really much else I have to say on this. I, I am excited to see where Kanye goes for this. Cause I, I will say this does feel like a clearer direction for this uh, spiritually dense uh, yes. aesthetic than like Jesus is King ever did. Yes. So I'm hopeful for 
you know, once again, I think I say that we say this every time <laughs> we recently we've reviewed Kanye. I'm I'm hopeful that something will come down the line that'll like be really awesome, but we'll see. So I'm at a a, a solid five out of ten on this. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's good. A four and a half uh, combined. Mm-hmm. Let's uh let's move on to your boy. Who better for you than the boy? Huh? Yeah, we didn't <laughs> we didn't leave a ton of time, I guess, for him. Hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Drake Drake also needs no introduction, uh, other than Certified Lover Boy is his sixth studio album. Now he does have the uh, the mixtapes and of course the infamous Well More Life is actually a playlist. Uh, <laughs> you know, we talked about that at the time. Uh Certified Lover Boy currently has a Metacritic rating of 61 out of 100. So from a Metacritic perspective, Drake won the beef uh, with that solid yep. 61. Um, Patrick, what did you think about uh, Certified Lover Boy? No way. <laughs> this thing sucks. <laughs> you know what? I actually think this is all right. So I, I, I'm interested. Oh, really? I actually think it's an okay album. Yeah. Oh, okay interesting yeah there's a lot of bullshit I, on here but i think it's okay overall <laughs> i i just say this this to me like is i think that um what was the last one dark lane demo tapes that what sucked yeah <laughs> in comparison to that and like scorpion uh-huh uh, there's like a, a couple of moments on here uh production wise that i'm like oh more interesting for sure mm-hmm um, and I can tell that, that Drake's really trying to like go off a little bit more in, uh, at certain points on this, but like, I, there's, I, 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 I'm just so sick of <laughs> dude. this whole thing. It's just like, it's so irritating. Like this is an album that I, I don't know. It, it, it could have come out. It, this could have come out at just the same exact time as Scorpion, and I wouldn't be able to distinguish the two, <laughs> to be honest. Like, the only... Well, actually, that's not true, because the standout part of this album is so... It is how, like, absolutely, like, weirdly... Uh, I'm trying to say how, how weirdly creepy it is in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, And... Uh, very like pretty offensive in a lot of ways too yeah i can't defend that yeah no Um, (laughs) yeah and just i don't know it's just it's just it it leaves me with a very icky feeling in certain parts too um i think that's the only first and only time i want to use the word icky on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a fan of this one. I there's not much about it that I feel very positively, to be to be honest. So yeah, I I'll get to my positives later because I you know like I said I think this overall it's okay. But uh, you said you're you're sick of this. You know who else is sick with, of this? Drake. That's why yeah. he, he's why he sounds so <laughs> bored. Yeah. On like every song, I, and you know. It's okay to do like slower songs, like a more relaxed kind of trap or rap song or whatever. But if you yourself don't sound like you want to be doing what you're doing right now, that that's like contagious. It's contagious okay. boredom, and that's a problem. So while I actually really liked the opener, Champagne Poetry, 
Uh, I thought Poppy's home was all right. Uh, but by the time we're at track three, which is the one where he says, uh, you're a lesbian, well, hey, so am I. Like, yeah. sick, sick <laughs> bar there. Starting there. Incredible. And then, like, especially in the Bible. And oh, God. He just sounds bored out of his mind. Yeah. It, it's, it's like, you don't have to make the album if you don't want to. You're super rich. Uh, what's the one TSU? He's like, I make it rain yep. in this bitch. I make it snow in this bitch. I'm just like, I, my note says Yonville, USA, population me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my, yeah, no, yeah. That yeah. is exactly right. He does, he sounds, it, it's contagious boredom. That, that was the perfect way to put that. Yeah. Like, I, I can tell that this is just like, he probably doesn't even remember recording some of these tracks. <laughs> no, there's no way. So, <laughs> how the hell does is he expect like? Yeah. It's it's just so patronizing to his fans too. I think like I, I think it he's is. He's just kind of like, oh, here, eat this shit up. Like you know, you guys don't care. Whatever I put out, you guys are gonna listen to anyway. Yeah. Like it really has that air of it in a lot of ways that he's just like, you know, rolling up. Reading off of uh, his BlackBerry phone. Yeah. Oh yeah, his BlackBerry. <laughs> Green Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's got that same feel to it. Oh. And even the good, uh, you know, quote unquote, good tracks like um, Champagne Poetry is a good example. This one really just felt like, oh, you know, <laughs> remember Tuscan Leather? Yeah. Uh huh. For remember sure. What I did with that? Okay. Here's a Watertown version of it. For sure. Because I can't think of anything else to do. You know, it, it's just Drake is an incredibly annoying person right now. Like, <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, I don't get how Drake fans really look at this and are like whoa like yeah. he's still just amazing like even like the uh, 7 a.m the 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 classic drake um you know 7 uh -huh. a.m time and location time and place yeah, yeah. right time and location yeah. diss track type of thing mm -hmm. where he's really going in you know to be fair i think that he his flow on those tracks and this track too mm -hmm. his flow his delivery is generally pretty solid but like lyrically like when you look at it you're like what the hell like it, it's so <laughs> yeah. lame and just and it's supposed to be a diss track but yet he's just all he's doing is just be like <laughs> i'm above all of this but i'm still gonna talk about it but i, I don't have time for this <laughs> but here's a track you know like <laughs> and <laughs> And don't forget the bar on that. Uh, I'll play play it cool with you, then mark you like Copenhagen. Oh my god, Den Denmark, Denmark. Yeah, just you really stuck it to Kanye on that. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. that's him at his highest form of meditation right there. <laughs> I I think you nailed it. What you said about champagne poetry, and like as much as I do, I I kind of like a decent amount of what's on here. And that's because it's like, okay, well, Champagne Poetry is a watered-down version of a Drake song that I, I really like. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I love Tuscan Leather. A fantastic song. Um, yeah. The Remorse, you know, the very end, it's like a watered-down version of one of those classic, like, how Drake ends his albums. Uh, 7 a.m. on Bridal Path is a watered-down version of, like, 5 a.m. in Toronto or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. You Only Live Twice is, like, the motto, uh, but, like, yep. watered down a little bit. But they're all, in my opinion, still good enough, I think. Um, 
And so that's kind of, yeah. it, it, again, it's kind of like the Kanye thing where it's like he's done this before, but better. And that's what's frustrating me. Now the Maybe uh, I'm more willing to forgive Kanye in that aspect. That's, I don't know. That's totally fair. Well, considering this is like, this isn't Drake's first rodeo of like doing something he's done in the past, but worse. That's, that's true. Um, the other big issue with this album, and we've already kind of mentioned this, but uh, I'm going to do the really cool person thing where I just kind of quote something I tweeted already which is just oh, gotta love it it's just fantastic content but <laughs> at will bros at will bros on twitter uh i tweeted something to the extent of like kanye and drake seem to think that the winner of a rap beef is whoever releases the more bloated album or something like that <laughs> and that's again it's like this is an hour and a half and the stretch from like i'm just gonna read off track names i and this is the stretch where i was like wow I was with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Girls want girls. In the Bible, love all. Fair trade. Way too sexy. Christ. Oh, my God, uh, yeah. TSU. In too deep. After that, in my opinion, I think it's actually kind of solid. But man, that eight song stretch. I'm like, this is like the worst Drake album. But now I think it's it's better than. And I think this might be like coloring my score a little bit. I think it is better than like Scorpion and views and darkling demo tapes but it's not a good drake album it's not better than more life for example and that's not even one of his great ones so yeah i uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it's fine I, yeah it's hard to, it's hard to like say because it's like you know i i i think i agree with you though like darkling demo tapes like what the hell even was that i i I don't could remember not anything. Tell you anything beside Tootsie Slide. Tootsie Slide, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I I have a hard time believing that I'm going to remember this one either. Like, mm-hmm. it, I think the 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 good thing about this one is at least it has some level of like, um, it feels like it was supposed to happen. Like Scorpion and Darkland demo tapes and even views to some extent they didn't even feel like they were supposed to happen it kind of felt like drake was just like ah here's an album i haven't released one in a while so here you go yep yep like this one that's it, actually this is a uh a, a crossover point to why i'm a mm. bit of a more life um not not like I don't like it, but yeah. I'm a little I'm a little bit more positive on it than I think some people are. It, yeah, it's grown um, on me. It's because at least that one had some level of like conceptual purpose to it, and I remember yeah. the reasons behind it. I remember the ambitions, and I remember like the you know the the the, the reason it was there for was you know. I guess to give all this crossover appeal one to like grime mm-hmm. and then just the production value on it was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So I guess that this one does have elements of that to it. Like it, it definitely has served some level of purpose, but that it's also like the lowest bar to jump over in terms of like just releasing an album. Yeah. Just to, right. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, yeah, you you brought something up, and we've talked about it already. But like the whole like, oh, this is kind of just Drake we've heard before, but like watered down a little bit. And yeah. while I think this result is better than Views, at least I can look back at Views and be like, oh, that's the dancehall Drake album. Like that's what he was trying to do on that one. 
True, right. This yeah. is more like I appreciate the variety on here, but at the same time, like, it's kind of all over the place, too. He's doing the... Uh, the, the, the soulful Drake, where he's rapping over soul samples, the champagne poetry. He's doing the like lazy trap, little baby features, uh, yeah. and he's <laughs> he's he's even doing the like. And I actually really like the song, but he's doing the like I'm hard as nails, gangster Drake, Twenty One Savage song. Um, yeah, I kind of like Knives Talk. Too. I think it's sick. I think it's actually pretty sick. And yeah. again, it's mostly just because Metro Boomin's great. Twenty One Savage is good. The Project Pat sample is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's definitely the hardest song on this album for what it's worth. Um, but, uh Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that, that's a, that is a good point. Uh, that, I literally had a point and I just lost oh, it, so. Dude, that I'm sucks. sorry. I'll, wait, I'll make one more positive point and then we can yeah. kind of spend the rest of the time crapping on this album, all right? Okay. Uh, so, Race My Mind, I think, is honestly kind of sick. Uh, I think it's the hidden gem of this album. I think it was a grower for me. It's a risk by Drake standards. Uh, it's kind of like a two-parter where he's like kind of doing some R&B and rapping, but the beat switch at the end of the song where it sounds like overblown, I was like, this is Drake actually kind of doing something creative and in a way that he hasn't really done in the past. So I, I just wanted to shout out that song, but we can, I mean, we can spend the rest of this podcast doing what we normally do, which is kind of, you know, crapping on Drake for being lame and or cringe and pointing out some of our quote unquote favorite lyrics. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> I think that that's, that's exactly what I want to do at this point. There you go. That's oh, I, I remember what I was going to say. Basically, I was just going to say this kind of feels like Drake uh, lately, mm -hmm. from just Scorpion, I guess, on, it's kind of felt like a midlife crisis. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. Drake has just been, and especially on this one, it, it feels, well, maybe not especially, but there's certain aspects on this. The way he talks about his son and the way he talks about, <laughs> like, yeah. relationships now um on this project the way he talks about just like women in general on this project is so freaking like it, it, it's it it totally feels like his overcompensation for like yeah i'm a dad and i'm a good dad but i can still do whatever i want right mm -hmm. like that kind of thing and uh and it feels like a bit of a crisis too creatively because he's just like you guys remember when i was <laughs> when you really liked when i did you know, yeah, when I did the motto, you guys remember, like, uh -huh. all that stuff, like all the biggie samples that I used to use. Yeah. Like all that stuff. It, it really feels like he's just he's just freaking out. And he, he's just not instead of like sitting down and like trying to do something new with it. He's just like, ah, let me just do the same stuff. And it's it doesn't work nearly as well at all even the funny stuff like way too sexy is definitely supposed to be like a tongue-in-cheek thing i think right right but it just comes off cringe as hell like it yeah. just comes <laughs> off so lame and you're just like dude like please i, I hate it because i like that beat but yeah like i think very clearly it's trying to be a joke but it it doesn't he doesn't really have the charisma to like sell it you know that's, yeah, it's not it's not funny anymore. Right. 
But I'm glad, and before I forget, when you brought up his child, I wanted to point this out on Poppy's Home, which is yeah. a song about uh, reflecting on his poor parenting. Or at least I thought that's what the track was going to be about, given the <sighs> intro to it, but it ends up not being that afterwards. I'm just like, yeah. It was like, okay, addressed that. Now back to the album. I, I don't know. That was so weird. So yeah. weird to me. Um, but ultimately it's just like, I wish this album was more interesting because this is the biggest rapper in the world and he has been the biggest rapper in the world for a while now. It's like him and Eminem and Jay-Z and Kanye are like the four biggest rappers of all time, probably. Um, yeah. And this album should feel like more of an event than it does. But as our friend Colin pointed out, it feels like we've just kind of moved on from this album already. And this is the mm -hmm. biggest rapper in the world. Luckily for him, he doesn't really have much competition in the mainstream. Like if Drake's not the biggest rapper or if like, like Kanye kind of, but he's not doing like mainstream radio stuff. I don't know who's like second to Drake right now. So. Yeah. At least like Travis Scott. Yeah. Right. Or like if like Meg the Stallion puts out another good album, yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's it's kind of which, a weird spot. Yeah. Which I, you know, I like Travis Scott, but like, yeah. you know. It's just a weird, yeah, it'd be weird to be like, oh, well, Travis Scott's the biggest rapper in the world. Honestly, it's just maybe just when Kendrick decides to put out a full album, maybe that's the answer to that. Yeah, that's true. He's just, but he's, you know, there's no guarantee for, for him. You can't really rely true. on him to be the savior of hip-hop anymore. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. This guy's making memes that are like more of the hip hop zeitgeist than Certified Lover Boy is. You know, like I've had more conversations about Top of the Morning than I have yeah. about this album. So good. Um, I let's uh let's go back and forth on some lyrics, shall we? Oh God. Uh, I'll start with uh, one that. You know, this is a negative for Kanye as well. Um, so th this is actually on the Kanye diss, the 7 a.m. on Bridal Path. Uh, Drake says, uh, you could at least keep it a buck like on Tentacumpo. And mm -hmm. the line on Donda is, I won with the bucks, boy. Let me Giannis. And I just want to give a PSA to, like, any aspiring rapper out there. The Bucks just won the championship. We got it. You don't need to do the, like, oh, bucks, like, <laughs> dear, but also money. Yeah. By the way, Giannis, I'm like Giannis because bucks. You know, that that line was done by Jada Kiss like 15 years ago. I just want to, if anyone's <laughs> listening, we're done with this punchline already, all right? Giannis good? is probably done with it, too, honestly. It's absolutely. Like, can, you, can somebody call me out in a different way, please? Right. At least, like, Freddie Gibbs came out with a song called Giannis, and I was expecting a line like that, but it was uh, Real G's Move in Silence like Giannis. I'm like, that's actually pretty good. But we can't do this like the Bucks, like money, Giannis, I'm Giannis. It's like Jordan Pippen bars again. It's like we're done with this, so... That's the one I wanted to start with. What's what's another good line that uh, stuck out to you? I got one that's uh, on <laughs> no friends in the industry. Oh boy, which is also like, God, Drake needs to just shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like take a, a read the room. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> there might be a reason for this whole no friends in the industry thing. 
Uh, and one of them is because he drops lines like, I was known for snapping when I chat before the app. <laughs> I, I didn't even catch that one. <laughs> Dude, like, what? Oh, that's so funny. I mean, it's funny because it's, yeah, it's, oh my God, it's just what classic drink. Like, I don't, I don't know what it even means. Like, he's like, oh, I'm, oh, when I, uh, snapping when I chat. Like, <laughs> what? Like, you just go off on people when you talk to them? Yeah, like, I get Like, he gets mad in the group text or what? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, and he was known for it. People were yeah. like, oh. <laughs> before the app, Drake yeah, was, before, he yeah. was really snapping. God, this that's a real. 2011 so. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. That's a that's a really good one. Oh my god, that's yeah, funny. That's a that is a good one. Oh god, I want to do, I want to do a two for one just because they're both on the same song and they're both like IG caption galore, and it's on uh, the remorse. The very last line he raps to close the album, which is nobody praying for you when you're winning, which is just the classic Drake oh, IG god, caption. Yeah. And then uh, the other one on this, that's also an IG caption waiting to happen. Uh, Bet against me. Don't know where they're getting the odds from. I know that when it's done, I'm going wherever God's from. Which, honestly, if that was on Donda, that's actually pretty nice. But it's not. It's on this. And so, yeah. uh, Yeah, Yeah, Drake's got a lot of those. Uh, That was the other thing um, on his 7 a.m. on Bridal Path. Like, uh, he... I didn't. He he says something about like this is. The, I, I referenced it just a little bit ago, but he's like ref, saying this is me at my highest form of meditation or something like that. Um, like as he's in the middle of you know halfway shitting on Kanye, oh, like because he's right. not really not really saying very much. He's just he's basically just stating the obvious of like Kanye. All you care about is what people think of you like you just want to make a spectacle it's like yeah dude it's everybody like, knows yeah, that that's right yeah. Um, but yeah he says something like this is me at my highest form of, of meditation and i just thought it was like such <laughs> like in context with this whole beef thing whatever the hell it was um and just drake in general it's such a it, it, a perfect encapsulation of like something that just annoys the shit out of me with him which is him just thinking that he's just so enlightened and he's just so like above all this other petty shit and he's just like i don't even need this like i've got my friends you guys i don't need any of you i don't no friends in the industry (laughs) no new friends he's just like he thinks you know he's he's out here talking about how much he's got it together like he's just like oh yeah that it, i'm i'm good yeah but like yet he still like gets in the mud every single <laughs> album that he releases and he he gets in it every time anybody yeah anybody that says anything against him he's like popping off on them he's like i didn't even want to do this but i have to now it's like he, oh my god he's snapping in the chat no it, i i would like to think the highest form of meditation means you kind of block out all the petty stuff instead of like addressing it on wax you know well, i'm like clearly you're not doing a very good job here dude like, no absolutely <laughs> not it's like yeah anything anyone has said honestly it's like the classic like break up with taylor swift joke and you become a song you know what i mean you know that classic joke yeah same kind of thing here with drake it's like if you say anything bad about drake you know it's 
he's gonna he's gonna yeah. dedicate a lot of time and energy to tell you why he's not bothered by right it. right he literally did an snl skit with that premise that very same premise it's like people right. not like it's like people sitting in drake's seat and he like records a, a diss track over it you know like it's like he was in on the joke but now he you know it's like he's yeah. still doing this album after album it's so, so annoying. It's literally the uh, the 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 guy, the crying meme with the smiling mask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's that. That's 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 what I'm picturing. Like on nearly every track that he's angry on on this album. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no good. Good call. Un- under me, I see all the people that claim they over me. It, it, it's exactly <laughs> what you're saying. It's just that kind of. Like, all right, I'm above you, but, like, we all really know I'm not because I keep addressing this crap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and his other way of asserting his, you know, quote-unquote dominance Mm -hmm. or whatever or, like, his status is also always um, how much money he makes. Yeah. And how, how, like, how much he sells when he puts out an album and stuff, which... I think you can do a solid job of like you know using that as a way to diss people. I think that that can be kind of fun, but like mm. it's his crutch and like it yeah. clearly it's like it's always an annoying. If you don't have anything else to back it up, it's such a vacuous like nothing burger of the statement. Like right, nobody cares. And I kind of like that content, not as like like I don't know. I feel like when Jay Z does that content. It usually, to me, doesn't come off as, like, him crapping on other people because they don't have money. It's, yeah. you know, it, it's him kind of flaunting his own wealth and all of that. And to some people, that that's aspirational. But it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you guys are poor. You can't say anything because, because you don't make as much money as I do. Yeah, which is, like, a classic, like, it's not even a good argument, you know. Yeah, it's both insulting and not a good argument. So uh, yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, I have one more line. Um, lock the door to the bathroom because they're doing something that is not Pepsi. Oh yeah. So read read between the lines on that. What do you think they're doing if it's not Pepsi? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's the like. Just say Coke and then fix the line before it to make it rhyme or something. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. It's not Pepsi. It's not Pepsi. I forget what the what the word was that. Is it is, RC Cola? Is it, <laughs> they're doing arms root beer. <laughs> I can't figure it out. It's not Pepsi. Um, <laughs> could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Uh, you know, I, there were a f- that's on Girls on Girls too, isn't it? No, it's on it's on Poppy's home. The same one where oh, he, that's right. he oh, reflects that's on his poor parenting. You know, he spends a lot of time doing that for sure, and then he like within seconds goes to bars like that. <laughs> yeah, that's the oh Poppy's home too. Actually, it's a good that doesn't come from Drake, but the whole the Nicki Minaj thing. Yeah, where was- she just comes in at the end. She's like, <laughs> like. I'm going to collect child support the other way where you have to pay me to be my son. I'm like, if this was actually supposed to be a song written uh, for Drake's son, like, he's got to be like, man, yeah, what the hell? Like, Seriously, Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point, honestly. If this is supposed to be, like, a touching, like, him reconnecting with his son or something, and Nicki Minaj is coming in here with the, like, well, my cousin got vaccinated, and then, or whatever she says on it. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> then, yeah, it's just like, ugh. 
so yeah. it's just so terrible. He's yeah, he's just like he's he's he manages to complain a lot about being a parent without but also is like, oh, but like I could be a better parent. It's like yeah. Yeah. That was the <laughs> whole point of the push a like, T disc. Yeah. It's like you've been a bad parent. So like don't tell me about your I don't know. Just be yeah, a, he's just clearly be a trying parent. to save face a lot of times on here. Um, but it's it's definitely uh, you can see that it's just for him. Like it's for him. It's for his fans. He doesn't want his fans to like you know think that he's you know I guess something that he's not. Even though it kind of seems like he is a shitty guy or a shitty parent. Right. So right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to take it, we do have to wrap up. Um, All right. <laughs> you know, it, it, this is a... Uh, Sad to see the podcast close out on this. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, you know, everything that I like about this album has been done better on other Drake albums. But there is, I mean, I was looking through the track list and I'm like, you know what? I like this Get Along Better song with Ty Dolla Sign. Or, you know, I like... Knife Ty talk, Dollar. yeah. Shout out to Ty Dolla. <laughs> uh, yeah, Just I mean, missed once. He really hasn't. He really hasn't. Uh, except for the the Ty Dolla Sign featuring Ty Dolla Sign album, which was it was fine. <laughs> it, it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. But yeah, there's a lot of like the Kid Cudi song on here. I thought was super mid. Um, there's just so much mid on here. There's so much that is just tolerable. Mm-hmm. And some of that is because like the beats are boring or the features aren't great, but a lot of it is just Drake does not sound interested in making this album, but he made it anyway because mm-hmm. you know got to keep the checks coming in, uh, and that's the frustrating thing because you know I I don't defend this album, but I do like a decent amount of it, and yeah. I, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it, you know, and I think it could have been. I think it could have been as good as like More Life or something like that. But it's just that. Uh, it's just that that passion that I liked about Donda is not here at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're in a stretch where the best Drake album of the past six years is More Life, and that's kind of damning. Yeah, in my that opinion. really sucks. So yeah. But unlike Kanye, there wasn't enough here for me to be curious or excited about what's to come. But what we got here, honestly, honestly, I like just the slightest more than Donda, so I'm giving it a 5 out of 10. But oh, that's, interesting. I can't okay. do much higher than that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I feel, you know, just the kind of the opposite of that yeah yeah i there's no real passion on here this this is it it really just feels like a money grab and a way for him to be like hey guys we're still cool right even though you know (laughs) like i i totally got fucked over by pusha t a couple years ago we're still good right like and this is the thing too. Like I'm not. I'm this. This has nothing to do with my scoring of the album or anything. But like this is supposed to be the album, right? Yeah. This has been teased for a long time. Scary hours. And yeah. this is this is what we got. Like mm-hmm. this is him, kind of telling us like, 
he's giving it everything he's got at this point on this project, which I think is like, uh oh, like <laughs> not good for him. But you know, I mean, Greek fans seem to love it for the most part, and I guess. he's clearly he's not going anywhere. I have no, no. doubt about that. But it just it sucks because it's just I I know that that is just going to encourage him not to progress any further and like i don't think that he really has the creative energy or ability honestly at this point to do that anyway so we're just going to keep getting more of this it just kind of sucks but you know if we got lines like i've been on you like back pockets to meme about yeah (laughs) so uh this yeah there's nothing that really stands out for me track wise on this like all the tracks that I thought were decent, I think, are just absolutely the most average amount of decent that they could be. Um, and the stuff that I think is bad is just like, what the hell levels of bad. So mm-hmm. um, production's kind of cool. Features sometimes are cool. Three out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. That's a, a combined of four out of ten. Yeah, uh, Donda was a combined of uh, four and a half out of ten. Um, we disagreed, though. I'm the I'm the big certified lover boy fanboy, certified fanboy, and mm-hmm. you're and you're the Donda super fanboy, the Donda head, yeah, the Donda head, exactly. Um, yeah, no, that's you're the you're the Kanye stan. I'm the Drake stan, as as evidenced by this podcast episode. I feel bad. I feel bad for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and with that. We close it out. Thank you all for listening. Patrick, thank you for joining me. And uh, until next time, bye.